Thankful to be here, thankful to be in front of you, thankful to be the head coach and see you. Uh, wonderful win. <coughs> we didn't attain it the way we desired, but a win is a win. You're going to have those type of games, those type of uh, contests throughout the season. The best thing to do is to be resilient when you're not playing your best, to be resilient when your opponents are playing their butts off and uh, you're able to come back and and win the football game in the manner that we did. So we're thankful, we're appreciative. Uh, but now it's on to the next chapter. Uh, we announced a sellout for all the home games this season. First time in the history we sold out every home game in the season. ESPN announced 9.3 million viewers. Most watched late game ever. Um, fourth best regular season game in the last six years. ESPN fifth most watched game ever. Most streamed game of all time, peaked at 11.1 million viewers from 9 to 9.15 Mountain Time. CSU had uh, 25.3 million viewers through three weeks. This means a lot, a lot of eyeballs. We're the fourth team in FBS history to start 3-0 after um, being defeated in 11 games. I just hate that we're losing, I'm sorry. Being defeated yeah. in 11 games. The next part of <laughs> Yeah, the last team to do it was Minnesota in 2008. Tim Brewster, amen. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The rest is about Shador. We forced four turnovers for the second straight game. The first time this happened in back-to-back -back games in 20 years. Um, this is incredible. Our kids are getting eyeballs. They're getting viewers. We get scouts out every day to watch them do what they're gifted to do. They're excelling in the classroom. The things I hear about them when they're amongst the community, they're very respectful. So not only do I want to, and I desire to win on the field, but I desire to win off the field as well. And I think we're winning. Let's go. Hey, Brian. Hey, Coach. Right. What's going on, boss? Well, I have a two-part question, if I could. First, how's Travis doing? Travis is doing great. Uh, got out of the hospital yesterday. He's at home doing his schoolwork. Uh, playing video games, being Travis, wonderful uh, man. Uh, he can't wait to get back to continue to do what he's capable of doing. And then the second part is with him out, at least this week. Uh, what What is the plan at corner? Like, is Cormani ready yet? No. Um, the plan at corner is uh, cornerback committee. Um, we, that's why we practice. We're going to see who steps up and what's, takes what's, over that role. What's holding Cormani back at this point? Um, he is. He is. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Coach McMillan, Fox 31. I'm assuming with uh, Travis being out and this being a team, you know, your first game in conference, you're going to need as many leaders and dogs on the field as possible. What are you looking for in players to be able to have that on their jersey and uh, in preparation? For we, we're looking for the next man up. We're looking for someone else to step up and uh, take control of, of this. I mean, Travis J had a great practice today. He still got a little limp slightly, but competed his butt off today. And we have talent. We just got to get the talent to be talented and to do what they're capable of doing. Um, but there's no one in the country can fill Travis um, Hunter's shoes. You got to understand he's a unique player. He's one of a kind. He's uh, the best player on offense, the best player on defense. That's just who he is in the country, not just on his team. So having guys step up, they just got to step up and do the job that we're asking them to do. 
Hi, Coach Adam Lister, Tiger 24-7 Sports. One of the stars late in the game on Saturday was uh, at a different position in the spring. When did you identify Mikey Harrison as a guy that, that could help this football team? Um, Mikey's versatile. I mean, Mikey's kind of a small tight end and a very large receiver, which don't fare well at times, but he, he overcomes that by his work ethic, by what he applies to the game, his knowledge of the game, being where he's supposed to be doing what he's supposed to do and going full speed at all times. And practice is where, is where you build a trust with your quarterback. So just being here in the, the time that he's been here, being able to be on the field and work with Shador, that has created a, a level of trust that he, uh, he has found to be dependable in certain situations. And that's what he was. Hey, Coach, uh, Packer, Associated Press. Really quick, just a clarification. With, with the lesser that with Travis, does it change the timetable at all? No, Are sir. No, sir. And then my, 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 my question is, uh, when you look at Shiloh and when he goes back there as a defensive back, do you see some sign, some look of yourself? Or is he just I, I, I never compare my kids to me. That's, that's, that's not fair as a father. And a lot of fathers do that. They want the kids to walk in their footsteps and, and live their life. Um, my kids and I, our deal we made when they were young lads just, just getting into sports is you don't have to be me. Be the best you that you can be and give me your best. That's our deal. So that, that's who Shallow is. Uh, Shallow is a bona fide leader. He's a, he's a dog back there. He plays hard, plays tough. He's a physical kid. And uh, he loves the game of football. And he loves playing for Coach Kelly. He really does. Good night. Hey, Coach, you brought up number seven. Um, you just read all those TV numbers, and mm -hmm. you said from the very beginning this isn't shocking to you because it's what you expected. Right. What has been the reaction in the building to sort of the, the speed at which all the eyeballs have gotten uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of immune to that kind of stuff. I'm so focused and locked in on what we do from day to day, week to week, but I'm, I'm happy that I see that our um, different athletics are benefiting. I, I want to see... Uh, the girls basketball team hosting visits and, and bringing the girls to our games and, and bringing them to me so I can meet them and we can close as well as the boys as well as other sports as well. This is a great time to bring people up for a visit so they can see the true atmosphere of what we possess and what we bring. And uh, CU Athletics is, is, is we're rolling right now. We want to keep it going, but we want to help one another. Hi, Coach. Ariel Rosudo, 9 News. How you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, so, obviously, this last game was a lot about resilience, winning in a very different way. Yes. How does that then translate into a very tough test against Oregon this week? Well, we're not trying to just be resilient. We, we don't want to get to that point where we have to be resilient. We want to get out to a great start. Um, we have not played a complete game. We have not played a game with offense, defense, as well as special teams has all shown, shown up in the same manner. Um, if, if the offense is playing well, the defense is, is hot garbage. If the defense is playing well, the offense is horrible. Um, and special teams are, aren't special. So we got to put it all together to be able to defeat a team like Oregon in that manner. We got to put it together. Hey, Coach. Uh, Tyler Dean with the Denver Gazette. Um, you've been pretty open that you like to have the different uniforms every week. For the yeah. I know you guys did that last year at Jackson yeah. State with a different combination. Um, you guys have done that so far this season. Um, what does that mean to you to be able to do that? And what has it been like working with Nike this season here as you guys are you know, doing the different uniforms here? Well, it all starts with Smitty. We have a wonderful equipment man that uh, sees and poised and understands me. So 
and us traveling uh, with Rick uh, up to Nike to talk about these different things that that kids desire. I mean, you got to understand the team that we're playing right now. That's what they're known for. Not they, they play great football. Don't get me wrong, but the versatility in the uniforms and the, the flashiness and what they bring. Uh, I can remember <coughs> coaching high school and my kids in the locker room talking about. Oregon in their uniforms, which is wonderful. So we could simulate that, emulate that, and imitate that in a certain way. It's it's productive because kids want, shoot, you all want options. That's why you're working, right? So you have options to go buy what you want to buy, get what you want to get, do what you want to do. So just giving the kids those type of options is phenomenal for young men. And just for you personally, being back with Nike now, um, I know in the past you guys had a little bit of a strange relationship, but being back with them now, what's that been like for you? It's been wonderful. They've been above board. They've been excellent. They've committed to the program. They've committed to uh, me personally, and I love every bit of it. And the fans and uh, CU is uh, benefiting also. So it's a, it's a beautiful marriage. Good, Sean. Coach Sean Kilo of the Denver Post, two-parter about physical play mm -hmm. uh, in that game. Uh, first, do you worry that some coach or someone somewhere looks at that film with that tape and says, I'm going to hit him, I'm going to hit him late, I'm going to hit Shadur late, well, maybe that's our shot. That's not having character. I don't know how you're going to have success and longevity in this game, coaching in that aspect. Um, I don't condone that. I, I don't teach that. I, don't, I, I didn't condone it when I played the game. Uh, from any of my teammates as well. We want to play clean. You want to be dominant, but you want to play clean because at the end of the day, you want your opponent's respect. You do. Um, I'm not saying that's what transpired, but it's unfortunate if it did. What's the gentleman's name? Henry Blackburn. Henry Blackburn. I want you guys to record this and run with this. Uh, Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence, and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win, someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not, but that kid was just playing the best of his ability and he made a mistake. So I forgive him, see you. Um, our team forgive him. Uh, Travis is—he's forgiving him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that. The other follow-up to that, and I appreciate you saying that about Blackman because that was something I was going to ask: Was do you worry that there's going to be a target on Shooter's back, given the hype? And I, I think there's a target on every great player's back, isn't it? Last time I checked, that, that mean, but that's—that should really challenge your offensive line to do their job, shouldn't it? Because if you stop the quarterback, if you stop a Travis Hunter, if you stop a, 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 a Jimmy, if you stop Xavier, if you stop these guys, you're stopping the offense. Um, Bo Nix is pretty darn good too. We want to stop him, you know. So, but we're not going to do anything absurd or dirty. We don't we don't believe in that. Um, this is a game. 
I mean, we want to win, but we don't want to step outside the lines to win. Character is everything with us. Hey, Coach. Jason Jones from Buffs Beat. You mentioned before that uh, you're the only coach Shador has ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious, from Jackson State to now high school, whatever it is, in these three games, has he done anything that even impresses you? I mean, his consistency impresses me. Um, when I see him in a presser, it impresses me. When I saw him on stage with uh, Stephen A., as well as Shannon, and uh, they, they've, that impressed me. He, he's a really knowledgeable kid. Sometimes he was reluctant to let his personality go, but now he's home, man. He's, he, like, he is, remember when I said I'm about to get comfortable? He's gotten comfortable. So, and I know him, you know, as my son. I know when he opens up, like he's opened up, he's, he's comfortable. And I'm proud of him in every aspect. Hey, Coach. Brian McFadden from the Denver Post. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of young corners come into the league and make an immediate impact, whether it's year one or year two. I was wondering, why do you think that, and how much has the college game is in? I don't follow the NFL, so I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. I don't really follow the NFL game, and I haven't followed it for since I was out commentating and broadcasting it, so I don't know how true that is. Um, I'm happy for those youngsters if they're able to come in and, and show immediate impact. That's not easy by any standards, but I'm happy for them, man. I wish I followed them a little more so I could ride with you on your statement. I, I just don't. I'm so into what we do and what our opponents are doing, that's what I'm into. I don't really look outside these blinders. Jimmy Searfoss, 247 Sports. Oregon's head coach has spoken about Colorado a few times in the past. Is it personal once again? I I respect the heck out of this man, um, what he's accomplished, stepping in, taking over program, and keeping it not only rocking steady, but but accelerating it. So I'm I'm not a fan of anybody, I mean, except for, you know, some of the celebrities that got a tremendous gift, but not in sports. Um, I respect the heck out of him. I love what he's accomplishing. I love who he is, the way he runs his team. I love the way he operates. So I've got a lot of respect for him. Coach, everyone pulled the daily camera. Uh, a little bit ago, you described the defense as hot garbage, but you no, 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 don't, don't, don't take my quotes and run with it. It was a, a, a moments in the game that our defense have really played pretty good football this year. I mean, it was moments that they played badly. Yeah, moments that were hard got. Offense have been too. Special teams have been too. I have been too. Coaches have been too. So we all have been hot garbage in moments. The question, then, one asked about the takeaways. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. you want improved play on the defense, but they're still making game-changing plays, and it's guys across the board that are doing that. You know? What do you credit that to? Uh, we get to the ball. We practice getting to the football. We practice a certain physicality. Uh, the way we practice is normally the way you play. It's hard to practice soft and then go out there and play hard, you know, and vice versa. But I attribute that to the way we attack when we're on the field. Um, when we're not playing well, that's one guy blowing a coverage, one guy not carrying the receiver, you know, in the scene, one guy not uh, – being in his zone to carry that crossing route. It's always one guy just doing his own thing instead of having a unity of 11. That's what makes us hot garbage, one guy. 
Coach, we talked about the slower starts the last couple of weeks. Yes, sir. I was just wondering, do you believe any of that is attributed to balance of the offense run versus pass? No. And in that vein, no. do you expect Alton McCaskill back this weekend? Um, I, I, we, we took off his yellow shirt today, so he's he's practicing. He's able to be hit. He's 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 ready. I feel like he's ready. Um, I don't care what the ratio is run pass. I really don't. I care what the ratio is on the scoreboard. That's what I care about. I don't give a darn what Ron passed. I just meant more in like in relation to the slow starts. You were saying after nah, the game that you nah, couldn't figure I, it out. Yeah, I don't like us to run the ball just for the sake of running the ball. It's a two-yard loss or a one-yard gain. I don't I don't believe in that. That's, everything you do in life should have a purpose. Let's be purposeful when we do things, not just do it just to do it. Okay, last one. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, Coach Ryan Conover from DMVR. Um, you generally have a pretty aggressive uh, approach when it comes to fourth downs and stuff like yeah. that. Just curious where that philosophy came from, and if you like to coach those moments from your gut, or you know, I don't believe in gut. I, <laughs> believe in you, you, it's it's what your team is doing, what your team is showing you. Uh, I'm aggressive because I'm aggressive by nature. I'm a go getter. I'm a doer. I'm a attacker. Like I don't sit back and wait on nothing to happen. I'm gonna go make it happen. Um, one thing that I think I haven't gotten this question yet, and I can't believe it, is that um, overtime we wanted the ball. Why y'all ain't asking me about that? Why did I want the ball? Because you want the offense out there. I want the offense out there. Why? Put the pressure you want the ball on. Shador's you go, girl. <laughs> you go, girl. I want to put the darn ball in Shador's hand. Why? Because I know what he's going to do, and he's going to put pressure on them to do something that they're not prepared pre prepared to do consistently. That's why. Shallow say, "Daddy," and he called me dad. I'm like, "I'm not your dad. I'm your coach right now." He said, uh, "You put the defense out there first? I said, "No." Your brother's going to take this, and he's going to do what he does. That was really the conversation. Did you expect it to flip back the other way in overtime? What do you mean? Where after the first overtime, I felt like previously it would go the reverse. So after Yeah, we, we thought, but they told us, no, they like, I don't know where it came from. because we chose offense. Yeah, we chose so the offense. defense, and they got to choose defense first. Ah. Yeah. So I was going to push your door out there and let him do what he's capable of doing. And it all worked out. But we're going to always, oftentimes, take the aggressive <coughs> approach. We're going to take the aggressive approach and put pressure on people and not allow the pressure placed on us. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, make sure you – let's pray for that kid, man. That's, that's, that's absurd for people to be threatening him. I don't mind getting death threats. I get them every week. But a kid, it's not good. Damn good threats, too. He's had a great day of practice. Day one, getting ready for Oregon. Working on new installs. Everything's looking good. Just guess, working on underneath, what did you see there? I felt like it was just the same concept that was killing you guys against Colorado State. Was, oh, yeah, was it all like that execution, or was it, a, was it maybe just how it was fit? Oh, you talking about from watching the film? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just we just got to get good matching those uh, underneath routes, and uh, that's what we worked on today, and everything should be fixed. You anticipate a lot of that, I would imagine, moving it's, forward. Into it's just like, you know, the, the best teams make 
the best adjustments week to week, like how we made adjustments from TCU to Nebraska, you know, with the run game, playing against a 90% run team. Um, we're, we're real good at making adjustments because we got the best coaching staff in the country. So that's, that's nothing to worry about. If you see us make some mistakes in a game, then, you know, the coaches are going to get on our tails about it and we're going to have it fixed. Hey, Shallow, uh, Coach was in here just a little while ago, and he was talking about taking the ball first in overtime. Well, what was your rate? Were you a little surprised that, that he chose to put Shadour in the offense after first? Yeah, I asked him. I was like, all right, I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. <laughs> I was like, who was on the field? I was like, Dad, why not defense go first? He said, man, y'all ain't stopped him all day. So, you know, he put offense out there first, and that's how that conversation went on the field. It was funny. Chandler, Pat Graham, associate your press. I guess being a defensive back, how did you become a defensive back? Did you want to follow your father's footsteps, first of all? And then second of all, you're studying film. Do you ever study the way he played, or are you just your own person and try not to look at that at all? Um, he played a lot of press coverage, but sometimes I would look at his off coverage. But the biggest thing what he did is um, use his instincts and just break on the routes and believe what he's seen. So that's really something that I took from him. And um, what was the beginning part of your question? Why, why defensive back? Why not quarterback like your brother? Why not wide receiver? Why not running back? Why, why DB? Well, since I was younger, I was always a quarterback. So. And we'll play both sides. We'll play, I'll play quarterback and safety. So in, um, in high school, I played mainly baseball. But my junior year, I started playing football. And I was a quarterback. And Shador was coming up being a quarterback, too. And my dad was like, I could get you a lot of offers if you play corner. And I'll just teach you how to play corner. So that's how I started playing defensive back, like my junior year, my senior year. And uh, I got some scholarships. Offers, and after that, I just stuck with playing corner. My freshman year at South Carolina, and then we was pretty thin in the secondary. We needed some safeties, so that's when I started learning how to play safety. Hey, Shiloh, Nick Rothschild, number seven. After the uh, CSU game, you opened up the press conference by saying that those tickets were worth the price of admission. Now all the home games are sold out, and you guys had the highest-rated late-night game ever on ESPN. How does it feel to be riding this wave and seeing all the eyeballs you guys are attracting? I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. So whenever we were in that close game, I wasn't really worried. I was just like, well, everyone's watching now. It's just a bigger stage to um, make bigger plays, you know, and have all the eyes on you whenever you make a play. So I just looked at it as an opportunity. That's why I said that, you know. Close game, more people are going to tune in. It, it'll be more entertaining than, you know, beating them 60-0. to zero. Probably less people are going to watch after like the second quarter. So everything happens for a reason. Hey Shiloh, uh, Jack Parlow with the Buffalo's Wire. Um, just with Travis out this week, just two in the secondary has kind of stepped up and what changes for you guys back there? Oh, right now we got a lot of guys working in a lot of different places and um, different schemes, you know. But I feel like as a secondary, we're going to be solid for sure. Hey Shiloh, Brian Howell from the Daily Camera. You guys have, you know, it's been up and down defensively, uh, but you guys have made some big plays. What, what's preventing you guys from really kind of locking in and being solid, you know, start to finish on defense? What do you guys need to do to kind of get to that point? Um, everyone just needs to do their jobs at all times. I mean, it's football, and the name of the game is seeing who could make the least amount of mistakes. But um, 
whenever we just play a game where everyone does their job on defense and offense, then we're going to be the dominant team that we need to be. And I think that's probably going to happen this weekend for sure. Hi, Shiloh. Nick Edwards, Hugh Sports Report. Kind of in the same vein as Jack's question. Cameron got an interception. Trevor got an interception. You got a pick six during the CSU game. Is that a testament to how good this secondary can be and what you guys are kind of working towards? Uh, like, <clears throat> you guys think we did so good, but we're like, man, we left so many on the table. We could have probably had two each that game, you know. So it's always room for improvement. And, um, you know, just our defense, we just get to that ball. So... That's what we specialize in, just hustling, playing fast, and it shows up. I'll fall up there. What are you seeing out of Oregon's offense right now? What's going to be the challenge in stopping them and Bo Nicks? I mean, it's just football. We just have to play the call that Coach Kelly calls because he's the mastermind behind everything. And just do our assignments and uh, read our keys and just make plays. It's not really that complicated, you know. Tyler Tyler King with the Denver Gazette. You guys are playing a team in Oregon this week that has kind of been the Nike school over the past 20, 20 years or so, I would say. But um, for you guys, you guys use different uniform combinations every week. I know you guys did that last season at Jackson State as well with Under Armour. What does that mean for the players in the locker room when you get to have a different uniform combination every week and, and now with Nike here doing the same thing? Oh, man, I don't, I don't care about no uniforms, man. We're trying to win. But I, like when we were younger, me and Shador used to like all that, all that crazy stuff, you know. But we don't really care like what uniforms it is. Hey, Shiloh, I was curious after you had the interception kind of taken away from you on the play before, were you uh, a little extra geared up to get one after that? Not really. I was like, ah, dang, I got to get one now for sure. But every game, I try to get two interceptions. I don't just shoot for one, so. That play, me and Coach Kelly have been going over that that whole week, that exact that exact scenario, like literally. And all I did is what he coached me to do. He even showed me videos of uh, Jordan Battle doing that at Alabama, that same exact play. So I just followed the, the blueprint, basically. Hey, Shiloh, Ari Lorsudo, Nine News, back here. Um, so all three of these games have been won in very different ways. This past one was pretty much just a, a game of resilience. How does that kind of prepare you for the biggest battle you guys have had so far going up a game against a team like Oregon? Oh, so far? I mean, every game is a big battle. Like, you can't really compare teams, like, with the rankings like that, you know, because I don't know what TCU was ranked whenever we beat them, but we're not really looking at it as, like, the biggest battle. Every week is the biggest battle because we try to win every game. So we didn't think CSU was going to be that close. That was a big battle. That was the biggest battle of the season. Nobody thought that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we just have to fix what we messed up on in practice, which we're doing, and, um, you know, just continue to get better and better each week. Did a game like that, like with that overtime game, like does that resilience, like does that kind of prepare you just for whatever the next game is? Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, if we eliminate mistakes, we won't get to that point. So just as a team with a – with the coaching staff we have, we're just improving and improving and just getting better and better every week. Hey, Shalom McMillan, Fox 31. I think it's really cool to be able to see you and Shador leading both sides of the ball. I'm curious, how did that brotherly competition growing up and leading to these moments push you guys to get the best of yourselves? 
it was like that in it was like that in high school too. So we've been doing this for a long time, you know, competing in practice. And um, if he's playing against guys like us in practice every day, I tell him all the time, bro, you should be you shouldn't be worried about nobody you playing against. And um, that's how he plays. So. Michelle, back over here. Um, so you now played a 10 a.m. kickoff and an 8:20 p.m. kickoff back to back. Do you have a preference? Do you like one yes. over the other? I love the 10 a.m. ones. If, if they could do the same time we practice, which is nine, that'd be great too. So I just like. So you want to move it up an hour? Yeah, I just like going ahead, getting it over with. You know what I'm saying? Just doing what we do early in the morning, so you have the rest of the day to, you know, just relax. Whenever it's a uh, 8.30 game or 8, you just have to wait around all day for that game, and it's just late, so I don't know, but I did I did make a big play late at night, so hey, I might like the night games better, but like in terms of, I feel like, I feel like the early games, for everyone like in the city, for everyone watching, because people was up at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. and other places watching the game, so I think I'm going to go with the early games. Travis mentioned on the Vision Report live show yesterday that you were one of the first people to call him after the game. Can you provide us any details on that conversation and just what you said to him after the game? Man, Travis, my guy. Every time we stay, we stay in the same hotel room, and we usually switch off, like ordering each other food, like in the mornings. Like for the for the second game, I think he ordered me so much food from McDonald's, and then next time I was like, bro, what you want, bro? You know I got you, and I got him some Chick Fil A, but. Man, losing Travis is like losing two players, so because he plays offense and defense. But I just had to make sure he was all right. I really wanted to whoop that dude that did that to him for real, like after the game or something. Like if I see him just around here somewhere, you got to watch out. But that really, that really made me mad, you know, just seeing him try to play dirty like that, and um, that was that was crazy. I thought like something would happen like punishment wise, but. Because if one of us did something like that, if I did that, it, I think it would be, like, way crazy. Way crazier than that. Like, they would have kicked me out for sure. So, I didn't really like that. But I just called to make sure he was all right. Two more questions. Michelle, uh, you guys are starting Pac-12 playing out. Obviously, Colorado's last season of Pac-12, but you're first. Are you excited about being in this conference and playing in this conference, or does it just seem like another game? This conference, I love this conference. They throw it, and um, I like how they, I like how they put the ball in the air in this conference for sure. You got a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of good receivers and players in this conference, and I feel like Shador doing his thing. They trying to catch up by, you know, catching them in yards and stuff. So they probably gonna try to throw it, especially when they go against him in the game. So that would be good for me when I catch the ball that they throw and take it to the house, you know. Last question. Uh, hey, Shiloh, Charlie Hewitt, uh, CU Independent. Your brother, Shadur, seems really uh, up his game in the clutch. Has he always been like that? Yeah, for sure. Even at Jackson State, we had a game similar to that one, and um, he had a drive like that before with Travis. You know, they didn't be dirty to Travis, so he, you know, stayed in the whole game. But they did that at Jackson State, too. And it came down to one play, at the end of the game, but um, yeah, but they drove it down the field and it made it happen. So I don't, I don't think like big moments like that really get to us because at the end of the day it's just football, and 
your coach gives you a play, you run the play, do your job, and and then you're going to do good if you do your assignment. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, Sean.